It seems almost impossible to me to need to warn you about the following. But I have seen two examples where married women who've had a church background from the beginning of their birth, they were raised in the church. I've seen two of them that were at the point of, after marriage, meeting another man for lunch or dinner. One of them succumbed to the temptation. A married woman who's raised in the churches who was attracted to another man at work ended up committing adultery against her husband and then they ended up divorced. It just seems impossible that that could happen. And then another woman who was raised in the Baptist church and had divorced and remarried. Now, I don't know if this was against her first husband or her second husband, but she became attracted to a man. He asked her to go to dinner or lunch. She agreed to go, but then she didn't want to go, and God managed to close the door and get her free. But there shouldn't even be an entertainment of such a thing in the church. A married woman in the church does not act this way. If you are being tempted this way, there is no way that God would have you as a married woman, to go to lunch or dinner with another man. Close the door. Just don't do it. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I know there's so much evil in the world today that it may even sound like it would be normal to succumb to this. But it is not accepted under any condition in the church. You definitely, as a married woman, need to consider your wedding vows. You need to consider the scriptures on divorce, remarriage, and even if you think you're just being a friend with a man, as a married woman, do not do this. Avoid temptation. Don't put yourself in a position of danger. It, in my opinion, is tempting God. Now let's read some scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5. Start at verse 14. 
Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Rejoice in the word of God. Rejoice in the fact that God called you to be saved and revealed himself and his son to you. Rejoice in the word of God. Pray without ceasing. Pray over all things. I realize that sometimes we're disturbed over something and we forget to pray. This happened to me very recently. I had gone to look at a mattress and I bought a mattress. And when they were writing up the papers, they said the delivery fee would be $250. We don't live far from the store where I bought the mattress. And they're charging $250 to deliver a twin-size mattress. I was disturbed by that figure. Pam Paget was with me when I bought the mattress, but I think she might have gone out to the car to get tax papers, and she didn't hear what the delivery fee was. But when we got home, she was looking at the papers, and it disturbed her that they would charge $250 to deliver a twin-size mattress. Not a frame, just a mattress. I've got a frame. Today we were talking about this, and I said, why don't we cancel that delivery of that mattress? It's going to take four weeks before they have the mattress. Let's cancel that delivery and get the neighbor next door, who is a retired military, get him and his son to go and pick up that mattress for us. There's no way they would charge us $250 to do that. And Pam said, well, she had been disturbed by the $250 delivery fee. Pray without ceasing, and if you're disturbed over something, and it seems wrong to you, it's a good idea to really pray over that. It didn't seem wrong to me to purchase the mattress. I've had so many broken bones in my body, and a left hip has been broken twice. And I have not been able with my current mattress to lie on the left side at all. I've had to restrict it to the right side, and then it hurts my head, and I have to get up and sleep mostly in a recliner. And this might give me a chance 
to sleep all night in a bed. So that didn't seem wrong to me to purchase the mattress. But to pay $250 for delivery really seemed wrong. I admit to not praying over my concern on the delivery fee, but it was brought to my attention today, and I thought, well, why don't you just get the men next door to pick up that mattress, which I feel was from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us in secular ways as well as spiritual ways. Pray without ceasing. If something disturbs you, pray about it. There is another way to go about the situation. Then verse 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Verse 19, quench not the spirit. I suppose you would be quenching the spirit to be disturbed over something even like the mattress delivery fee. The spirit of God is trying to tell you This is not good. We are trying to ignore it. But God has mercy on us and turns us to go another way. But don't tempt God. We need to be alert to things that disturb us and pray over them. Verse 20, despise not prophesying. Verse 21, prove all things and hold fast that which is good. We recently hired a cleaning woman who had had a professional business in cleaning. And when she talked to us, she said her work would be $150 for the time she's there. And I know I paid my previous cleaning helper something like $60 for her time at my house. I thought it was high. Pam even said, well, that's a lot more money than I had expected to pay. But we let her come for two or three times to our house. She only stayed about two hours. I thought It was out of line. We talked it over and decided to discontinue having her come here. And then today I told Pam, I said, I wish you'd go in there and just check the baseboard in my bathroom because it really looks dirty to me. I don't think she cleaned it. And she hadn't cleaned it. Prove all things. If it's not working out, don't do it. Stop. But hold fast to that which is good. I had a cleaning woman in Dallas, and I went to her after a couple of years, and I said, do you want more money? I was only paying her $60, and she would be there half a day at least. And she was really good. And I said, 
would you like to be paid more money? Do you want more money for your work? She stood there in front of me. She carefully thought it over, and then she said, No, I don't. Now, you, you would hold on to that kind of cleaning person. Someone who doesn't show greed. Someone who does a really good job. So prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. If you attend a church and they have even one scripture that they pervert, that is not good. Prove everything and hold fast to that which is good. Now, verse 22, abstain from all appearance of evil. Don't even allow it to appear to other people that you are doing wrong. Don't be the type of person who says, I don't care what they think. It's my business. It's none of their business. I know people in churches who have actually said that. Abstain from all appearance of evil. In approximately the year 2000, I was engaged to be married. I had started building a house before I ever met Howard. And I had bought a little house to live in until the construction could be completed on the other house. My contractor came to me one day and said, Now we are at the end of the construction. You can put your house up for sale. I put my house up for sale, and it sold the little house. I had no place to live. I had to be out in a month, and my house I was building was not finished. My Church of Christ cousins said, well, just move in with Howard. You're going to marry in September. This was July. And Howard said, well, move in here. He had an apartment. I just didn't want to do that. And then I was reminded of this avoid all appearance of evil. People would see us together at that property and No, we were not married. That's an appearance of evil. Avoid it. I did not move in with Howard. I turned to God and said, What am I going to do? We had a very large upstairs, I called it the box room, which was simply going to be for storage. It had heating and cooling in it but it wasn't going to be a finished room. And I asked my contractor, I said, could you finish that room for me to live in until you finish the downstairs? And he said, sure. So he just pulled his men off the work downstairs, finished the room upstairs. In a week, I could move into it. I bought a very small refrigerator and put it in one of the closets, and I could wash dishes in the uh, bathroom sink. And I lived there very comfortably for the rest of the building time and moved downstairs after 
he had finished the downstairs. But I did not go along with an appearance of evil. Avoid even the appearance of evil. Make adjustments according to the Bible. Pay attention to what Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Live by those scriptures. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.